Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. That's where we are today. We're in this series called Puzzled by Life. We've talked about things that will bring happiness. One of the things, the very first thing that will bring happiness is this, is that, that we realize that we're poor in spirit. And then if we mourn about whatever the, the, the sin that is our life, and then in meekness we submit ourselves to Jesus Christ, and then we create this hunger and thirst for holy things, that happens, and then we begin to be a vessel for mercy. And last week we learned about purity and today we're going to learn about peace. How many of y'all have ever had your peace disturbed? How many of y'all have ever disturbed somebody's peace? Shame on you, okay? I, was a, I, I grew up and I liked to surf, and my favorite place to surf was in New Smyrna Beach. It's a sleepy East Coast Florida town, and the best place that I wanted to surf, the easiest way to get there, the shortest way to get to the waves, was to go through a very upscale neighborhood. And you know what? They did not like people going through their neighborhood, going to the beach, and they didn't They did as didn't especially like those of us that had surfboards on top of our cars or vans or, or whatever we had. And so I, I, always, I always watch my speed through there. I'm going 25 on this particular day, and I look out the back, and this cop is lighting me up. What did I do? I'm, <laughs> you know, look at me. I, I'm innocent looking, aren't I? Okay. And so he pulls us over, he asks everybody to get out of the van, and he looks in there, he's looking for illegal substances, because uh, surfers are known for having those type of substances around, and, and, and there weren't any, and so he says, I'm writing you a ticket today for disturbing the peace. And I said, what? He said, you honked your horn. I said, I know I did, there was a dog, and if I'd have hit it, that would have really disturbed the peace, especially his. And there was no mercy there. And so I got a ticket for disturbing the peace. If anybody wants to pay that ticket, it's probably still in the glove compartment because I didn't, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fugitive, but I, I, don't, I don't care. How many of us have had our peace disturbed, though? Uh, let me just ask you a few questions. When you think about something disturbing your peace, can I, can I maybe just share with you some things that, that sometimes happen there it, when, when, when we think about disturbing our peace? It, it, is that sometimes it, it happens in marriage. An angry spouse, uh, unforgiveness, uh, an unresolved uh, conflict can definitely d- disturb the peace or, or maybe a little bit of nagging. Or, or, or what about this in our minds? Do any of y'all ever go to bed at night? And, and, and there are still things going on in your mind and going on in your mind, and the peace has been disturbed. What, what about this? Uh, how about family issues? You have unruly kids, you have aging parents, or just the stress of what? Family life. That can disturb your peace. How about this one? Finances. Finances. Just think about that. Uh, you get that, that car repair that's going to cost. I don't think any car repair costs under 1000 uh, But But it, it just seems like there's so much. Or that medical bill. You know, they give you the stress test for, for heart conditions. I think all they've got to do is show you what it's going to cost, and that's plenty of stress. And it, so you have that going on, and, and, and that finance can disturb the peace. Or just this work. An unhappy boss 
or a psychopathic coworker can definitely disturb your peace. And so today we're going to talk about uh, Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers. And as we look at blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God, we're going to go back over some stuff and we're going to learn some new things as we begin. I'm going to warn you right now, the sermon in a sentence doesn't happen until about two-thirds of the way through, so don't get worried when we get there and think we're going to be here all afternoon. Because I'm hungry, and I want to see the World Cup today sometime. So, uh, so, so this, this is where we're headed. So, so this is it. Blessed are the peacemakers. The word blessed, we determine, means happiness. And it's a happiness built on solid ground. It's a happiness that has staying power. It's a happiness that, 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 that will, will be there all the way to eternity. I checked with my son, and, and, and he's really good in Greek, and he said, yeah, really, the, best, uh, the, the, the very best translation would be simply happy. But it's a happiness that lasts. I, I sometimes get happy about things, and then they're gone. No, this happiness is what sustains us through eternity, okay? All the way through eternity. So let me tell you this right now. I want you to hear this. If you don't have happiness... If you don't have happiness, that means that there's an area of your life that hasn't been submitted to Jesus Christ. And, 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 and that's just the way it is. And you know what we're doing? We're actually giving you eight areas that you can begin to submit and that, that will bring happiness. So blessed, happy are the peacemakers. Now, to understand peacemakers, we first have to understand peace. In the Bible, there's this great word for peace. It's called shalom. Let me tell you about shalom. Shalom is a peace that means wholeness, means completeness, means that you're all together. And so this idea of peace is a lot more than, than just a... Uh, what we think of today, the absence of conflict. And, and so as we think about peace, it, it is a completeness, it is a peace that satisfies us in the very depths of our souls. You see, we have this happiness that is available. It's a happiness for all time and this peace. And so blessed are the peacemakers. And, and so I want you to understand this. The Bible is a book, the Bible is a book focused on peace. From beginning to end. If you go to the very beginning of the Bible, what you see is the book of Genesis. And here they are. They're walking with God in the Garden of Eden in the book of Genesis. And they have perfect peace. Can I tell you, they have all these animals around there. And you know what these animals aren't doing? They aren't ripping each other apart. Why? Because there is perfect peace in this place. And then Satan comes along and he introduces sin. He gets them to, to, to do something against God. And then conflict enters. Where you have sin, you're going to have conflict, okay? And, and so at that point, the peace was broken. But in Genesis, the very beginning, peace was there, and it was a perfect peace. If you go all the way to the end of the Bible, the, the, you, you see that they are in the presence of God again. They are in the presence of Christ, just as they were in the beginning in Genesis. And so now at the, at the end, there is this peace that is there. And let me tell you how perfect the peace is in, in, in Revelation. We sang about it today. The lion and the lamb are coexisting right there in that book. Now, everything about the Bible is all about peace. If you look at the major players in the Bible, can I tell you what you need to understand? There is the Holy Spirit, and he's called the comforter. Okay, that is about peace. There is God, and in 1 first, first Corinthians 14 and verse 33, this is what it tells us about God, that he is not the author of confusion, but he is the author of peace. And then we go to Isaiah 9, 6, and this is what we sing about at Christmas, is that Jesus is the prince 
of peace. Now, do you get that? Everything that is there is about peace. Now, I read uh, not too long ago that the very center of the Bible was Isaiah 26.3. I'm not sure about that. I did a lot of checking, and I just lost the top to this water, and I'm going to spill it. Okay. So, so, that, so it says Isaiah 26.3 is, is the very center. And look what it says there. It says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So the whole word is about peace. And I, and I want you to understand that. I, I've got to drink something because I've got something in my throat. Sorry. All right. All right. So, throughout the Bible beginning to end, okay? Throughout the Bible beginning to end, it is about peace. And where you find peace at the very beginning of the Bible was in the presence of God. At the very end is in the presence. So, this is the definition of peace that I want to share with you today. Peace is the presence of Jesus, Peace is the presence of Jesus. We see that from the beginning of Bible to the end of the Bible, that, that peace is the presence of Jesus. Now, now, I want you to understand that peace is not the absence of something, but the presence of someone. Peace is not the absence of something, but the presence of someone. Peace is not the absence of conflict. It is the presence of Jesus. It is about having him in our life. Let me demonstrate this to you in two ways. Uh, there is this group that we hear a lot about on the news. It's called NATO. Let me tell you what NATO is all about. If you study NATO, it really had two purposes. That is to resolve conflict, okay? NATO resolves conflict and keeps the peace. I ask you, how are they doing? Not too well. Can I tell you what the problem is? Peace will never be brokered by man. Peace only comes by the presence of Jesus Christ. Amen? You got that? That's the only way that peace will come. It isn't going to happen any other way. You may not know this, but throughout secular history, we have about 3,500 years of secular history. Uh, and, and there are about 6,000 if you include the Bible. But in the 3,500 years of secular history, there have been 14,321 wars, okay? Some guy counted it up. And during that, those wars, there were over 3 billion people killed, okay? And as a result of those wars, there have been over 8,000 peace treaties signed. Can you believe that? 8,000. And, and, and how have they done at keeping lasting peace. They failed miserably. Why? Because peace is not the absence of conflict, but peace is the presence of Jesus Christ. And they have not shared Jesus. Now, so, so you understand peace is the presence of Jesus. So what does that make a peacemaker? A peacemaker is a person who shares Jesus. Okay? That's pretty simple. Now, we, we have this Secretary of State right now. His name is Mike Pompeo. And, and, and I understand Mike is a, is a believer. And, and, but he, he goes around the world resolving conflict and hopefully promoting peace. But I, can, and I tell you what I know. He's going to be absolutely a failure if he's not sharing Jesus Christ. There will not be any lasting peace. So understand this, peace is the presence of Jesus Christ, and, and the, 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 the job of a peacemaker is this, to share Jesus. Now, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Now, I want you to understand the children of God here. The children of God is our biggest gift and our biggest privilege. 
you and I have the privilege of being called the children of God. Now, now I don't know if you catch what that means, but that means that the king is my father. That means that the king of kings and the lord of lords is my dad, okay? Now, I know what you're thinking. Wouldn't it be great if Bill Gates or, or, or Warren Buffett or Jeff Bezos, all those rich guys were my dad, I would have access to that wealth. I, I would have access to all the privileges that go with it. Wouldn't that be great? Get over that. Because my dad is the one that created the wealth that they have. My dad is the one that gave them the privilege, uh, gave them the, the talent to earn what they have. Can I tell you about my dad? He is the one that has all power and wisdom. And to compared to him, they look like nothing. Amen? Amen? That is my dad, and that is who I'm excited about. And you know what? I get to be called a child of God. How incredible is that? And I get an inheritance, it tells me in Ephesians 1. And, and that is an absolutely amazing thing. I love 1 John 3.1. 1 John 3.1 uh, 1 says this, See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children. And that is what we are. What a privilege. What a privilege. So you got it? Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are those that share Jesus, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who resemble their father. People are going to know you, his kid. Why? Because you do what he does, you make peace. And so now we're, we're, we're at the sermon and the sentence, and so uh, you're thinking, okay, we've got a long way to go, it's going to go quickly. Uh, and this is, this is it. We must find peace and share peace. We must find peace and share peace. If you don't have peace, you can't share it. And, 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 and so one of the things I want to get across to you this morning is that we've got to find it first. My friend Bob Moorhead says it this way. He says, it can't happen through you until it happens to you. Okay, you can't pass the peace. You can't share Jesus until he has so gripped your life. And so I'm going to give you three ways that it needs to happen to you so that it can happen through you. And the very first one is you need to do a peace inventory. You need to do a peace inventory. You got to see if you have the peace in your life. And, 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 and I want you to understand that you got to do this. In, in John 16 and verse 33, what it says in John 16, 33 it says, I have told you this so that you may have peace in me. We can have peace. It is in the person of Jesus Christ. And then I like the first part of the verse. I don't like the second part so much. It says, here on earth, you'll have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Peace is entirely possible. So what we need to do is to look at our lives and determine where we don't have peace. Look at your marriage. Is there peace there? Okay. Look, look at your mind. Is there peace there? Look at your family. Is there peace there? And, and, and then you look at your finances and you think about finances. And I've got some great news. We're going to be doing something in, in two months called Financial Peace University. And we will help you find peace for your finances. And it will be incredible. You'll hear more about that in just a few minutes. 
And, and then after finances, what about your work? Now, now, all you're doing here is you're asking a pretty simple question. Is there peace? Is there peace in my life? Is there peace in these areas? You might go to medical stuff. You might go to health. You might go to other relationships. But what you're asking is, is there peace in my life? If there's a single area where there isn't, can I tell you what needs to happen? You need to invite Jesus in because there is peace in the presence of Jesus. First thing, do a peace inventory. Get some time by yourself and just ask that question. Do I have peace in every area of my life? And if not, then what do you do? You get peace. That's the second one. You get peace, okay? We've determined that peace is available in Jesus. And once we understand that that, 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 that is available to us, can I tell you what we've got to do? Then we've got to get peace. And I, I'm going to just tell you, that's what I want in my life. I, I, I don't want my insides jumbled up. And, and so this, this is important, that we understand that we get peace. There, there's a verse in Isaiah, and, and it's in Isaiah. Uh, and, and what I want you to see in this Isaiah 48 is that it gives us a way that we can get peace. And so uh, let, let's look at that and see it. It's Isaiah 48 and verse 17. It says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God, who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the paths you should follow. I want to stop right there. That, that, that is the picture of how we get to peace. We go with Jesus. We, we, we walk with him. We, he tells us to follow him. And when we follow him, we are on the path to peace. But let's keep on reading in this, in this verse. It says, oh that you would have listened to my commands, then you would have had peace flowing like a gentle river and righteousness rolling over you like waves in the sea. Wow. Wow, I want some of that. And did you catch how it happens? We walk with Jesus. We go where he tells us. And he says, oh, oh, if you had listened to me, you would have peace like a river. You would have waves of peace and righteousness flowing over you. But if you'd only listen to me, that's all you'd have. Can I tell you, this is what I found in my life and I know is absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Is that when I am listening to God, when I am walking with God, I will have peace. Let me illustrate it this, this way. How many of y'all have ever ridden with a bad driver? Do not nudge the person next to you, okay? Some of y'all are going to need the marriage counseling stuff this afternoon right now. I'm just, I'm just warning you up front, okay? Yeah, and now, what do you have when you're, with a, when you're with a bad driver? You don't have peace, do you? You, 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 you're gripping things like you've never gripped them. You, you, you know, I will tell you, a bad driver can improve your prayer life, can't they? I mean, you, you get excited about praying in that time. And you know what? There just isn't any peace there. What Jesus is, uh, what, what God has communicated to us in this verse in Isaiah is this, is that when you're with me, I'm a good driver, things are going to be okay. When you're listening to me, things are going to be okay. You're going to be able to rest in my sovereignty. You're going to know that I am in control. Wow. Now you get in the car, and, and if I ride with you all, you'll find this is true. After about 20 minutes of riding with you, if I'm asleep, you know, you think, I think you're a good driver, okay? But if you see me holding on to things, you know I'm praying, okay? But that's it. It's that simple. That simple. Is that we go with Jesus, and we listen to him, and we obey, and the peace will come. 
the peace will come. Uh, as we get ready to transition to this last uh, statement that, that is here, I want to read to you from 2 uh, uh, Corinthians verse, uh, chapter 5 and verse 17 to set up about what I'm going to say. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. I hope that is every one of you. I hope that every one of you here can say, I am a new creation in Christ. I've given my life and I've let him wash away the old. But then after he says that to, to, the, to the people of, Corinthian, of Corinth, this is what he says to them. He tells them about what their job is. Now, this is, this is 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 18. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18, he kind of tells us what our job is. Now, he does it with some big words like reconciliation and ambassador. I, I, I've kind of rewritten this. This is Mike's version, the MV version. Uh, and, and, uh, and so uh, what I, I want to do is let you to see how it really reads in a different way. It says, all this is from God. All this is being made new is from God who made peace with us. Okay, God has given us peace. He's made peace with us through Christ and gave us the ministry of peacemaking. We already knew that, didn't we? Because peace is the presence of Jesus. And when we come into his presence, we have peace. But then it says he's given us the ministry. He's given us the job of being a peacemaker. And then it says that God was making peace with this world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Can I get an amen there? He does not count. How many of y'all got a lot of sins? Am I the only one here? It's okay. I'm thankful for that. He's made peace with me. He has made peace with me through the blood of Jesus, and my sins aren't going to be counted against me anymore. And, and, and it says, and he says, and he has committed to us the message of peacemaking. We are therefore Christ's peacemakers, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be at peace with God. If you remember the sermon in the sentences, it says that we must find peace and then we must share peace. And that's exactly what those verses have said. The last thing that I, that I want to say to you today is this, is that our job is to tell others about the Prince of Peace. That's how we become a peacemaker. That, that's how we raise our status to children of God, is that we become peacemakers by sharing the Prince of Peace with others. We simply tell others. Jesus in, in Isaiah 9 and verse 6, it says that he is the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. You're going to see a picture come up. Uh, this is a couple uh, uh, that, that I've known for a while. Uh, Aaron, uh, uh, Matt is the tall guy up front in the blue shirt. I've known him since he was that big. He and I grew up in the same church in Orlando, Florida. And, and then Aaron, the, the young lady in the, the blue there, I met her in Africa a, a few years ago. Uh, Kathy and I drove to Sharpsburg, Georgia on Wednesday night. I, I don't like to travel like two and a half hours on a Wednesday because there's lots of things happening. But for this young couple, I would. I, I could tell you their whole story, which is absolutely amazing. But I won't because God has been working. But this is what I want you to know. They're some of our missionaries. They're working in the Middle East. I will not tell you where that is, okay? Uh, because there are people that listen in and want to know about what they're doing there. This is what they do in the Middle East. They are ministering to Syrian refugees. Uh, they are ministering to people that are Muslims. They are ministering to people uh, that, 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 that we, we, we actually sometimes are scared of. And we asked them, how do you do it? And this is what they told us. We tell them about Jesus. 
we tell them about Jesus. Some of what we do is we just sit down and we read them stories of Jesus. Sometimes we will retell the story of Jesus. And as we do, many times it moves them to tears because they've never heard about a man that has love like that. And he says it's just as simple. We're making headways. We're, we're building friendships and simply telling people about Jesus. We don't tell them about our politics. We don't tell them uh, about all the doctrines of premillennial, postmillennial, Calvinist, Armenian, and all the other things that are out there. We simply tell them about Jesus. Can you imagine that? And they're bringing peace to the Middle East like it's never been brought before. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. We must find peace and share peace. There's an old tradition in the church. Uh, we don't do it here, but in some churches they, they would do it. It's called passing the peace, okay? Uh, I love this new stage because I can jump off of it without hurting myself. So, so let me tell you how passing the peace goes. Uh, this is Danny here. And, 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 and sometimes in churches what they would do is we're going to pass the peace now. Now in, in our place that would be called greeting and hugging, you know, meet and greet type of thing. And, and, but but in, 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 in more higher up type churches that they do this passing peace. And we, we would grab hands or we might hug and we'd say, uh, the peace be with you. And then, then they would go back and with you also. Wow, just something that simple. Uh, but that's how it's done. It's done person to person. So, so now he would pass it on down to Teresa, okay? No kissing, okay, stop that. I saw the way you were looking at that woman, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's it, isn't it? We're to pass the peace. But I can't pass something that I don't have myself. And so as we, we wrap up this morning, I, I just want to challenge you. If you're not at peace, get there. If you're not there, get there. And when you're there, don't miss the opportunity to pass it to somebody else. Because in doing that, you open yourself up and you're going to be called a child of the Most High. Would you pray with me? Oh, Father, we, uh, we have a need for peace. Uh, Father, in this world that we live in, it seems like everything is disturbing the peace. And Father, today, I'm praying for my brothers and sisters in here today that, uh, that, they're, that they are absolutely um, just struggling with peace. Father, I pray that today that they would come into your holy presence, that they would know that you are the King of kings and Lord of lords, and that you control every single thing, and that they would rest in that peace. praying that every single person in this room today would be able to say it is well with my soul when they leave and the father that 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 wellness in their soul would go out to others and that they would learn the peace of Jesus Christ father right now speak to us speak to us pray this in Jesus name
You know, as a preacher, there is a couple of things you uh, suddenly recognize, and there are certain things you don't preach about. Like, I, I will tell you, I, I absolutely hate preaching about spiritual warfare. The reason I do is because I know when I'm going to preach about spiritual warfare, all hell is going to break loose, quite literally. And, and so I, I, I'm just telling you that up front. And, and I found out this week that when you preach on peace, boy, Satan is going to try to disturb your peace okay <laughs> I, I gotta tell you uh, it, it hit me this week and it, it, it hit me hard uh, there, there were things out there that, that were disturbing my peace people and, and, and circumstances and I will be honest so I didn't tell Adam this but on Thursday I was about ready to say Adam you gotta preach on Sunday because I really believe this that it can't happen through you until it happens to you okay and I didn't have the peace at that point, and I didn't feel like I could stand before you and preach today. God, God dealt with me. He says, you're going to come to that. It's not going to be easy because peace is in me. And even though there are some hard times, it's going to happen. Well, can I just tell you, I, I got ready, and I was ready. And in the midst of the morning, I get a knock on my door, and they said, the alarm's going out in the youth building. We can't have youth stuff out there because the alarm's going on. Up to disturbing my peace again. Now, this is what I decide to do. I go out there and I just disconnect the thing. So I went out there and I disconnected the thing. I took a screwdriver and I, I pulled some wires off. I'm hoping the alarm company can figure that out. I didn't hit it with a hammer. That's good. So I got back over here and then right before the 9.30 service at 9.20, I get a message that says the alarm's going off again. I say, that's impossible. I disconnected it. I went out there. The alarm was going off again. Okay, now, now I'm just going to tell you, it was disconnected. And I'm just going to tell you that, that Satan has been up to disturbing my peace all week long. And I knew at that point that he didn't want this sermon preached today. Now, let me just tell you what I did. I took my wire cutters out there. Okay. I snipped that wire and I got a jolt when I did because they're not insulated. silence Satan today. We silence. We silenced him. And that's what we got to do in every single one of our lives is we've got to step into the presence of, of, of we, we've got to step into the presence of Jesus and let Jesus absolutely cut those wires and, and silence that siren that Satan is putting in our minds so that we can have that peace. I just say this to you today. If you can't sing the words that we're going to sing in just a second, it is well with my soul. Can I tell you what? We would love to pray with you today. I would love to pray with you so that you can step into the presence and have his peace. And my goal today is just simply this, is that every single person in this room would leave here with peace, singing at the top of their lungs, it is well with my soul, and that the people of this community would hear that it is well with our soul, and they would seek the Jesus that we have. So let's stand, and let's sing, and let's honor our King, and let's go out of this place honoring Him. And if you need prayer, see us up front. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at northridge.online.